Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Oh, it's a huge, huge Friday on Greeny. So big, needs two hosts. That's right. Chris Carlin, Bart Scott in for Greeny on ESPN Radio, ESPN Plus, the ESPN <laughs> app, and on your smart speaker. Uh, play ESPN Radio. What up? Does, does two associate degrees equal Greeny's one Northwestern degree? No. <laughs> <laughs> That's why we needed two. Because I'm underqualified, damn it. <laughs> ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance and all guests appear via the Goodyear hotline. You know where we're starting for Straight Talk today. Brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. Game two of the NBA Finals last night. And I'm not even remotely surprised. I mean, you had a situation, Bart, where you got Mike Budenholzer, Getting his message across early that he wanted to make sure this game was going to be called more fairly. Suns only went to the free throw line six times in the first 47 minutes of the game. They got so much better on their pick and roll D. They got an all-time performance from Giannis, and they still lost. Yeah. That's because the Suns are just the better team than the Milwaukee Bucks. Listen, it's tough to say that, right? No, it's not. listen, Listen, I watched the same story take place. When we watched the previous series with the Clippers, so I, I, I'm not going to rule them out. Now they're on life support for sure, but I think listen, all this can change if they go on whole court in Milwaukee, right? And we know that I don't expect the others from from Phoenix to be able to per, to perform the way they're performing. I mean, Bridges did he miss from three point yesterday? He Crowder, was tremendous, right? Crowder showed up, and we expect those guys when they hit the road for that to be a different scenario. At least traditionally, that's how it's been. Uh, okay, but let's talk about that for a second because you have guys like Mikhail Bridges or Michael Bridges where it you don't expect on the road to get those big performances from role players. But last night at home, you do. You're 27 at home last night, and he was awesome. But a major issue if you're the Bucks and your number two, number three player is not bringing it on the road. And that's what we saw. Chris Middleton was bad, 5 for 16. Uh, Drew Holiday was great on the defensive end, but he couldn't shoot it either. And when that's the case with your second and third options and they're not traveling their offensive game, it puts you in a really bad spot. Yeah, but to your point, right, all that you just said, and they lost by 10. So you think at home, Middleton, I know he's not a role player, but you expect him to play better, correct? Yeah, I don't. You listen, expect no. you expect Drew Holiday to play better, correct? Of course. You don't think if both of them play better, they're plus ten? I, I think that at home they're going to at least get one, if not two. But that still doesn't mean to me that they're going to win this series. I think, I think this. I, I thought before the series started that it was Suns at six, and nothing that has happened <laughs> so far has changed me. Ain't you supposed to be uppercutting somebody in the face, and they're looking at the camera and say Suns and six? <laughs> like they like the guy in the previous one that beat the guy up in the stands. Sons and four. This guy's become a meme, right? This guy's famous right now. Oof. This guy's all over the place. So I you want to go? Some free tickets from somebody too, <laughs> right. if I'm not mistaken. Right. You, you, do you want to go in there, look in the camera right now, and lift your shirt up and have a number six around your navel? I don't think anybody wants that. <laughs> and, and the navel would cover that hole in the number six. But at any rate, if you're if if you're Chris Paul, how do you not feel great about where you are right now? You have to feel like you're. Uh, In a phenomenal position. Let's hear from him real quick on just being on this stage and, you know, having this opportunity. Tell you better than I can, but he didn't train and work his whole life for these moments. You know, and our team all season long has been, you know, you put the work in, you live with the results. So 
if Book shoot it, I expect it to go in. I get mad at him when he don't shoot, <laughs> you know, so big shot. about Devin Booker and then yeah. obviously the stage not being too big either. I do a pretty good job of staying in the moment. You know, maybe a lot of the guys on our team, this is their first playoff series. You know, they don't know the heartache or the heartbreak. They just out there playing. So for me, um, I know how quick things can change. I know how a possession or a play can change the dynamics of an entire series. So for me, um, I don't get too high. I don't get too low. I just stay, stay even keel. It wasn't always like that, you know, but I, I know that these um, situations are, don't, don't happen every day. Look, they're rolling in this series. I, yeah. I have no reason to think otherwise right now. The basketball guys rarely, rarely ever bless a team for an entire series. At some point, they're going to be forced to really dig down and, and, and fight back. If they want it, they're going to have to take it. And listen, Chris Paul is seizing a moment. You look at what Chris Paul is doing offensively. He's more offensive, and he's looking for a shot a lot more than what we've seen in previous series. I think you let Chris Paul get his. I think you focus on the others, right? Remember, like, when we – I always talk about tap-tap because that's the, ser- the series and the, um, um, the rivalry that I was more familiar with, right? The Pistons and the Bulls, right? They couldn't stop Jordan. It became a point where they couldn't stop Jordan. They said Jordan's going to get his, and then they start, you know, going at Hodges. I mean, not Hodges. Start going at Horace Grant. Start going at Scottie Pippen. They need to attack the others. You can say, okay, well, Devin Booker and Chris Paul, they're going to get theirs. Right, but if they have a great night at the end of the day, that's what seventy points between the two. Okay, where's the other? Where's the other fifty going to come from? I'm going to make sure Aiden. that those other. Yeah, I'm gonna make sure the others though. Okay, eight and okay, eight and let's say twenty. So okay, mm-hmm. let's say ninety. Right, so I'm gonna make sure that those those other thirty isn't coming from Bridges, isn't coming from the others, and that's who you have to attack. Make sure that they're never in the rhythm, and the first time they take a big shot. It's going to be after they've struggled, and I'm going to present them the open shot late in the game while they aren't feeling good about themselves. My, my, my problem here with the whole thing, though, is that you have a series. I get it. They did what they're supposed to do, and they win at home. Mm-hmm. But in the NBA Finals, the team that wins the first two games is 31-4 and four in the series. So now the, the other team's going to win four out of five, and I know that they did it against the Nets. But, like, look at last night. Giannis has 20 right. in the third quarter. And all they did was pick up a point. They were down 11 at the right. half and 10 at the end of the third quarter. So what do you think Phoenix is saying? I think Phoenix is saying, Giannis, go get yours. Yes. And we'll take care of the other guys that we have to. The exact but, same thing I just said. But the Suns have too many of those guys. I don't trust them enough. It, listen, Pat Connaughton's going to go get 17 and get nuts. Okay, but what I'm saying is, okay, who, who's the others that really are, are giving it? Outside of Bridges, like nobody else really went crazy. It was just Bridges. Bridges was the difference maker, right? So you attack Bridges. I'm going to attack Bridges. I'm going to make sure he doesn't get open shots. I'm going to make sure I don't leave him off the three-point line. I'm not going to play off of him. I'm going to crowd him and force him to be a penetrator and finisher at the basket. I'm not going to allow him to feel comfortable where he can say, okay, well, I'm, you know, he was three for nine from the three-point, but I'm going to make sure that's even worse. I'm going to make sure he doesn't even get nine attempts because I'm, I'm going to push him off of that three-point line. That's what they have to do. Essentially, the Suns are doing the same thing. They're saying, listen, Giannis can't shoot. Right. So, okay, he might break our zone down, but we're going to put a zone up and not allow one of the best three point shooting teams in the league to get going from three point. All I know is at this point, I expect that Milwaukee's going to win one. They might even win two at home. So what you're you're singing, Chris, are you saying you're singing? I'm singing what? You're singing the series is over. Oh, it's over. Ah, 
series is it? No, I'm no. I'm not doing that. Baby Buddha is singing. Listen, I know what I've seen. And what I've seen is the better team winning this series. And I know it's at home, mm-hmm. but I don't believe in the Milwaukee Bucks enough. I have never thought all along through these playoffs that they're a, a great team. I've never thought that. I mean, we talked about this the other day, right? And we was talking to PJ and uh, PJ Carlissimo and what he was saying. It was talking about how hard it is and how weird it is that you can't have two um, hot at the same time. Like Drew Holiday doesn't really seem to get his offense going when Giannis is there. Like we've seen him without Giannis, and when Giannis is out, he's been injured. Drew Holiday goes crazy. They have to figure out how to coexist. And sometimes that's tough because we, we always talk about like um, – the Miami Heat and Bosch, how, how difficult it was for him to kind of blend in and learn how to be able to be a complement to the big three, especially when we expect that Middleton is going to get his shots, that Giannis is going to get his shots. But Drew Holiday has to figure out how to be a point guard, right? The same way that, that, that Chris Paul has figured out when he needs to attack, when he needs to facilitate. You know, Holiday being the point guard is going to have to figure out that, that delicate balance of when to take over, when to be aggressive, when to wave Giannis off, and when he's supposed to go down low. Like, why isn't he down low punishing or trying to get the pick and roll so he can take care of Chris Paul so that Chris Paul doesn't have the legs? Like, now we're talking about going to game three. That's when fatigue is starting to come in because guys are exerting so much energy. I mean, I think, you know, they got to make Chris Paul have to defend a little bit more. Well, up next, we answer more of these questions, including is Mike Budenholzer just being outclassed in all of this? We're checking in with our expert in just moments. This has been Straight Talk, brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless Greeny, presented by Progressive Insurance. Drivers who save with Progressive save over $700 on average. Call or click and find out if we could save you hundreds on your car insurance. Is it over? Perk joins us next. Chris Carlin, Bart Scott, in for Greeny on ESPN Radio and ESPN+. Plus. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Yeah. It's time for the percolator. It's time for the percolator. It's time. Every great superhero needs his walk-up music. And it just dawned on me during the break. Perk is a superhero here at ESPN, man. He brings the hot fire like Dylon, Dylon, but the man got no walk-up music. So now we finally have walk-up music for Mr. Kendrick Perkins. It's time for the percolator. What up, home slice? <laughs> What's going on? Hey, maintaining, maintaining. I know hey. what you're going to say. Why no, the Milwaukee? Hold on. Let me stop. I might, I might hang up so, so I could call back. 
so I can get that intro again. You know what I'm saying? I like that type of We'll play thing. it on the I way like out, too. The call back. You know what I'm saying? Everybody, I'll be your flavor flay. You know what I'm saying? I'll hold you down. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> what up, big fella? How you doing today, man? How you feeling? Well, you know what? Man, look. You know, I thought the Bucks were going to even up the series yesterday. You know, I, you know, when it comes down to the finals, right, you want to make – you want to see it be competitive. You want to see a long series. You know, when you see the, the, the top team or the team that came out of the East against the team that came out of the West, and when they combine, you want to see some good, great action, man. You want to see a team go on the road and even the series up. That way we all know that this is probably going to go six. But right now, I don't know. I'm feeling kind of, you know, I'm feeling a little weary. I'm feeling a little scared right now for the Milwaukee Bucks. Although, I picked the Phoenix Suns to win in six. I still feel a little scared for the Milwaukee Bucks that it could end a little earlier than six games. Well, Perk, give us a little percolation, right? Everybody in the world knows or believes why they believe that the Suns is going to get get rid of them pretty soon. Tell us why, if you're from the Milwaukee Bucks side, how they can turn this series around because I don't see any light at the end of the tunnel. Me either, and that's the sad part about it. See, the Milwaukee Bucks have been getting away with just having just better talent than everybody else, right, that they have faced in the Eastern Conference whether that's due to injuries or whatever the case may be, they have been getting away with that. But now that they're facing a Phoenix Suns team that is equally as good as them, but now they have a better IQ, and it's night and day. See, I don't know if you could develop a basketball IQ on a high level overnight. See, the Milwaukee Bucks, they just go out there and play. Right? You listen to Mike Budenholzer, his pregame speech, you know, before the game, what he tell the players, hey, go out there and just have fun, space the floor, you know, get up and down and all that nonsense. And you sitting up there saying, what? Like, this is the finals. And then you hear Monty Williams telling DeAndre Ayton on the sideline, look, go impact the game. Go be forceful. forceful. You know why you feel like you ain't playing well? Because you hold your, yourself to a high level. But I don't care about the stats. Go be forceful out there. And when you when you hear that when you hear that communication between the two coaches, I look at this series for the Milwaukee Bucks and there's no light at the end of the tunnel. And it starts with the top. It's Kendrick Perkins, our ESPN NBA analyst, the percolator, as Bart was playing the music a minute ago. Joining Chris Carlin, Bart Scott, in for Greeny today on the Goodyear Hotline, helping you discover the road ahead. Goodyear more driven. Yeah, you know, on the flip side perk. What do you see from Monty Williams that is making a difference in this series so far? Well, you know, the first thing is is that he's getting the best out of all his players. He's putting his guys in position to be successful. He's holding his guys accountable, accountability. Have we have have y'all watched Devin Booker? And I'm not talking about Devin Booker offense. I'm talking about Devin Booker on the defensive end in this series. You watched him when he guarded uh, Drew Holiday and, and Milton. The percentages are crazy what he's holding them to. That's accountability. Watching DeAndre Ayton anchor that defense, that's accountability. Watching Mikael Bridges be a star in his role on both ends of the floor, that's accountability. Watching Jay Crowder come out the game early, knowing that they're lacking size because of size injury, at the center position, coming back in to sub in for Aiden at the five position, 
and still hold it down, that's accountability. That's trust. He's developed a culture. He got these players' attention. He has their trust, and they have bought into what he they have bought into what he's been saying, and they believe in him. And look, the results are happening. We're seeing the results right now. No, Perk, it sounds to me like you agree with Chuck, something that Chuck said a couple of weeks ago, I believe. I forget who they're playing in the playoff series. Like, the Bucks are just not a very smart basketball team. And when, and when people say that, oh, Bark's calling them dumb, I'm not calling them dumb. I'm saying they don't have a bunch of guys with I a am. lot of basketball <laughs> acumen. But I, I let, you know, you percolate. You can get away with that one. You know what I'm saying? But it's like, it's like they don't have any basketball acumen. You watch the ball, doesn't move. It doesn't even seem like they have a set offense. And it looks like Drew Holiday really – as great as he's been on the defensive side of the ball, really doesn't know how to play the point guard position with Giannis, right? Because he doesn't know when to start to facilitate or when he does. He doesn't know when to be aggressive, and they haven't found a, a, a way to be to, to coexist and both be effective at the same time. I remember listening to Chris Bosh and him talking about when he became a part of the Big Three, he had to become less of himself, and it was tough for him to find the right you know, blend of being aggressive and, you know, he had to become a stretch five, so to speak. Is, is it a mm-hmm. problem with the fact that Drew Holiday really hasn't found a way to be aggressive and also be effective when playing with Giannis? Yes, it has, and it goes back to coaching. And see, this is what I'm telling the people. We, when you look at game five and game six of the Eastern Conference Finals, what happened? Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton were tremendous, right? Giannis wasn't on the floor. They were free. They were able to be aggressive. They were involved in the offense. They had the ball in their hands. They were making plays for others. All of a sudden, Giannis comes back. And right, look, we know Giannis is a special generational talent. I'm not knocking that. He's a dominant force. But Mike Budenholzer has to find that niche where he could get the best out of all three of those guys when they are on the court together. And he hasn't figured that out yet. I don't know if he has to stagger minutes. I don't know what he has to do, but he has to find a way to put those guys in position to be successful. Now, with that being said, Drew Holiday getting paid, uh, signed a contract extension for $160 million, Okay, Chris Middleton signed a contract extension a couple of years ago for $177 million. So with that being said, there is some accountability there as well. You get paid the big bucks, you got to deliver. But also, Mike Budenholz is getting paid a nice piece of change, too, on their sideline, walking up and down their sideline with their clipboard to put them guys in position. So it's collectively, but Mike Budenholz has to do a better job. Kendrick Perkins joining us, ESPN NBA analyst. One more for me, Perkins. Chris Carlin, Bart Scott in for Greeny today on ESPN Radio. When you watch what the Bucks have done the first couple games in you know, they got what they wanted yesterday. The the foul calls were certainly more even. They got an incredible game from Giannis. They got their pick and roll D ironed out, and you still run into a problem there. If you're that team right now, is that particularly discouraging to have the result be what it was when quite a few things seemingly broke your way the way you wanted? Absolutely. And look, I'm, I'm going to go back to – when I was with the Oklahoma City Thunder, okay, we were in the Western Conference Finals, and we were playing against the San Antonio Spurs, and we were down 0-2 the year we went to the finals. And we couldn't figure out the pick and roll. We couldn't figure out how to stop Tony Parker. Tony Parker was torching me on the pick and roll. And then all of a sudden, Scott Brooks come in and said, what y'all going to do when we got home? 
He said, what y'all going to do? I'm challenging you. Perk, what you going to do? We switching all pick and rolls. What you going to do? If you can't defend, you're coming to sit down. We're switching pick and rolls. Use your stick hand. Force Tony Parkins, tough contested tools. Force Ginobili in tough contested shots. And we went out there and we did it. It, it. At this point in time, when you get this late in the season, yes, you have schemes. Yes, you have all this. That's what coaches do. But it comes with within from the from the players, the determination. Hey, are y'all ready to get it done? Hey, are y'all ready to have – y'all want this smoke? Like, this is where you have to wield your weight. I remember watching the game seven in 2010 when I tore my ACL. I'm watching the game seven against the finals from the sideline, my Boston Celtics against the Lakers. And every game in that series, the team that won – won the rebounding battle. And I watched the great Kobe Bryant go 6 for 24 from the field. But you know what he did? He had 15 rebounds in that game, and they won that game 7 because he knew whoever won the rebounding battle was going to win the game. This is what I'm talking about, digging deep. And this is what I'm talking about where it's hard, but it's just if you're going to do it. The percolator. It's phenomenal stuff. Go first, ahead. First of all, we're not going to send the percolator out without – listen, Devin, get the music ready. When we send them <laughs> off, we're going to percolate them out. He get the theme music in and out. Excellent music. <laughs> Drop the mic, Perk. You just dropped the gym. <laughs> awesome stuff, Perk. Appreciate it. Thanks. I appreciate it, it's brother. Thank y'all, man. It's time for the percolator. Kendrick Perkins joining us via the Goodyear hotline. Chris Carlin, Bart Scott in for Greeny today. That's That's got to stay. On, on the show for you. That's got to stay. No doubt, Every man. Time Listen, I'm the Flavor Flav. Yeah, boy. That was tremendous. I would, I'll get you a clock if you want. I'll get you the <laughs> giant clock. Can't fit it around my neck. Going to be at Audemars? <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> it was on wax. We'll see. We'll see. Hey, if you're a business owner who's hiring, it can feel like trying to find a needle in a haystack. But when you post a job on ZipRecruiter, their matching technology finds these qualified candidates for you and invites them to apply. In fact, four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. So while other companies give you too many options, ZipRecruiter finds you. The needle in the haystack. Right now, you can try ZipRecruiter for free at this web address. ZipRecruiter.com slash Greeny. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash G-R-E-E-N-Y. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. It is time to shift gears for a moment here on Greeny and go into a little NFL. Ooh. Oh. How about a little pretender or a contender? Let's do it. Are you ready? We are not even... 12, 13 days away from the Hall of Fame game. And here we are. So let's get to it. I'm going to fire the team, and we're going to get into whether it's a contender or a pretender. First up, the Las Vegas Raiders. Ooh, this is a tough one. Because listen to the division that they're in, man. They, they got to deal with Kansas City. You got you know, the Chargers. That's going to be a much better team. They're the third team in that division. Does A-Rhyme eventually get to Denver? I don't know, but I'm going to go pretender. I'm with you. I I can't get there yet, and I'm still hung up on the quarterback. I Really? Me and John Gruden. You're going <laughs> to stick with that guy? No, hung up like I can't get past him. 
no. when it comes to trying to win. No, that's my Tom Brady because we all assumed that that's who he was talking about. Really? You yeah. Stick with that guy? That wasn't a bad Tom Brady. I assumed that he was talking about, uh, you know, uh, Dalton or whoever in Chicago, Trubisky. Nah, Trubisky he, last year. He don't yeah. want to go to Chicago. Mm, well, I don't know. But I, I'm going pretender, too, and it's strictly based on the quarterback. All right, let's stay in the AFC West. The Los Angeles Chargers. Ah, listen, they went out and they got, I believe, the steal of the draft. You know, think about Slater falling all the way to those guys. They went out and got Lindsey. They have a better offensive line for a guy that was really under duress. I think Herbert is the truth. We know their skill position is ready. Derwin James is coming back. Damn it, I'm going contender. I, I want to go contender. But they're the Chargers. <laughs> and based on that alone, I can't jump in until I see it. Like, that's one of those ones where I want to have the faith. I want to believe that Derwin James is going to be healthy and really be that amazing, amazing player. Do you believe? Justin, I do believe in Justin Herbert. 100% believe in Justin Herbert in the offense. I'm going pretender, but... I could change that after week three. How about that? <laughs> the, the, the right, you reserved the right to change your mind? Exactly. AFC East, let's the go. The Miami Dolphins. Ooh, this is a tough one, man, because it all depends on the um, ascension or the development of Tua Tungavaloa, who said last year he didn't know the damn playbook. You mm. don't admit – listen, I don't uh, – listen, it's fine. A lot of guys come to the league, don't know the playbook, but the fact that he was dumb enough to admit it, I don't know if he has the moxie to play. Like he, I don't know if he can sit there with the poker face and not tell everybody what he's holding. I'm going to buy in on Tua. They're a contender. Ah. I absolutely believe that. I love Brian Flores. I talked to some people who've been on that staff, and they absolutely believe he has every aspect it takes to be a successful head coach. Guys who have been around him before, and it's not about um, just you know trying to take care of their guy in these instances. And he's been there a couple of years now. I love what they have defensively. Yeah, I think they've got a great, great chance. Yeah, they have a to great be a contender. They have a great package to trade for um, Deshaun Watson next year, <laughs> and, that, and that looks that looks like what he geared up for in the offseason with all the trades that he's made. I don't know if he's 100% sold on Tua Tungavailoa, but I tell you what, this, they, this is a team that won 10 games last year, but the New England Patriots are in that division now, and I don't know if those are guaranteed wins. So if you do that, then that takes them down two more wins. That's eight. Oh, yeah? The New England Patriots. Oh, I am buying on that. Listen, what, what did he call him? Uh, Mac? Uh, what did he call him? Uh, Mac and cheese or whatever, Cam. <laughs> we got the, we got, we got, we got, we got uh, the Donnas versus the, uh, the dad bod going on right there. You know what I'm saying? But I, I think eventually, you know, you think about what this team did. He's got a dad bod at 23. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, they're very well coached, right? And, yeah. they, and, they, and they brought in a haul. And they keep Stephon Gilmore. And, you know, don't trade them. I mean, you look at what they've been able to do with Judon, being able to get Hightower back. Everybody's coming back that opted out. I just think they're too well coached. I think last year what they were able to do, seven wins, I think with everybody coming back and what they did in the offseason with Hunter Henry, I think that's at least plus three. So I'm, I think they're contenders. Pretender. Pretender. Mm. Pretender. Think, Cam's done. Yeah. I think Cam's shot. But this, but this team, Chris. I know that, everybody I, they I'm brought try, in. I'm trying to stop you from, from, from having – they're going to clip this. They're going to clip this, man. I know everybody they brought in. When does it work when you're the team that spends the most in the offseason? 
When does that work? It worked a couple years for the Jets mm, when they went out really. and got they went out. Well, two AFC championships. Well, when they spent on you, yeah. yeah. But, but 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 remember, they spent on me. They Lito Shepard. They also spent on Jason uh, Taylor. They spent on Alan Fanica. They spent on Damon Woody. You know, so et cetera, et cetera. About a few years ago, when they spent yeah. on C.J. Mosley, how'd that work? Well, C.J.'s back though. Like uh, okay, C- well, after play two years of not playing. But but my point is, like New England is is built now to be user-friendly. And when I say user-friendly, I'm not talking about what they did with Judon and all those fancy pieces. You win in the trenches. And they arguably have the best offensive line, going out and bringing um, baby Huey back from, from, from um, the Raiders. You know, Brown to play the right tackle after they already had Isaiah Wynn at left tackle. They already have, you know, um, I forget the, the guard that they have. But I'm telling you what, they're stacked on the offensive line, and they're just going to ground and pound you to death. And if you dare step Tony up. Tony was the guy you're thinking of. Yeah, well, not Tony. No, oh, no, 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 he's gone. Excuse me. Yeah, but, yeah I'll think about it. Don't worry about it. Next pick. Next pick. The Chicago Bears. <laughs> Listen, if A.A. Ryan ain't in the division, I give everybody in that division an opportunity. Yeah. But if A.A. Ryan shows up day one, day two, or game three, I think it's barbecue chicken for everybody within that division. I think that team has an offensive, a great uh, defense. And I think if it's Fields, and it, it's, it's wide open. Yeah, for, for, open. for me, it's still pretender. And, and I think they've got a chance to be better with this their was, defense. This was a playoff team last year. And if A.A. Ryan's not there, I, are, you believing in, are you believing in the Lions? Uh, yeah, the problem is the quarterback. That, that's always what I'm going to come back to. And I think that Andy Dalton can hold it down for a little bit, but I think eventually this is a season where we will see Justin Fields, and I love him long-term. In the short term, I don't know that they can get home with him. So you don't believe that Justin Fields can have the same effect of Lamar Jackson? You don't think he can have the same effect? In year one? Yeah, year one. No, not in year one. Lamar Jackson had, you know, he took over for Joe Flacco, and he went on a run uh, right off the bat. I, I know, but I, not in year one. Not in year one. The okay. Dallas Cowboys. Ah. Finally, the Dallas Cowboys have done something right. Listen, the easiest thing to fix is to fix the, the defense side of the ball. Dan Quinn coming back, being able to bring in Keanu Neal, who gives them more boom, being able to have, um, you know, go get Michael Parsons. I believe they're going to be built. You know, the guy, uh, Joseph, is who I'm really excited about that they got from Kentucky in the second round. You know, the pair with Diggs. This team, I'll tell you what, this team is not only a contender, they're sneaky, sneaky pick to get to the NFC championship game. Ah, that's cute. That's cute, the way you put all that and the way you bought in like that. Don't let logic get in the way of a good argument. Hey, logic's fine. The problem is they're the Cowboys, and they're so poorly run that whenever they put teams like this together, they don't. Get it done. I'm sorry. This is a reputation situation for me. And even while their schedule is actually not that bad, I still don't believe in them. They've got all the offensive weapons they want. Michael Parsons, I think, could be really good. But overall, no, they got- I don't trust them. There's a, there's a trust that has to exist. Yeah, I understand that. But listen, even a broken clock is right at least twice a day, right? So I think <laughs> this is the time that they hit it right, right? They were patient. They didn't do their due diligence. They didn't go say, okay, let's trade everything for pits, right? They showed discipline. And I think they're going to be rewarded for that discipline. And you look at that offensive line coming back, that offensive line is good. When you talk about Collins, you talk about Smith. So this is one about of those two times in 24 years you're exactly, going to be right. Exactly. You, you, talk, you talk about Zach Martin. Those are three elite offensive linemen I, right I, there. I can't. I can't listen to you on the Cowboys. Anymore. The New York Giants. Mm, mm, mm. Can Junior Whopper 
hold on to the ball. I listen. I want Junior Whopper Jones, yeah. Junior Whopper hands. I want Junior. Saying? Yeah, more turnovers than anybody in the league. I want Junior Whopper. Like when he walking around the building. Remember those old little grips that you used to have, right? You supposed to be like put nuts in the middle, right? And you just squeeze them. I want him walking around that twenty four seven. Because you gonna have little little hands. You better have strong fingers. So I want him walk around finger. I've got him in there with the rice bucket in there, like Bruce Lee, getting those getting those fingers strong. And if he's able to protect the football with all the weapons he have around him defensively what they were able to do. And I think Oziz is probably going to be the steal of the draft. I know he had injury problems, but he was one of the best benders, you know, when you look at pass rushers. I'm going contender, Junior Whopper. I'm a contender as well with the Giants. And the whole reason is they've brought in more than enough uh, weapons around him. Where they need to get to is the last few weeks of the year. If they get to the last – if they get to the – Early part of December with the chance, their schedule is very favorable at the end of December if it plays out yeah. the way we think it will. So meanwhile, I'm going, I'm going pretend, uh, contender there. Meanwhile, I'm picking, this, I'm picking, this, I'm picking uh, the Washington football team to win the division. <laughs> I just said those two are contenders. You're unbelievable. Oh, Bart, and, Bart and Chris Carlin. Bart Scott and Chris Carlin, that is, filling in for Greeny today on ESPN Radio and ESPN Plus. The final chapter in the rivalry between Dustin Poirier and Conor McGregor. That'll be written tomorrow at UFC 264, exclusively available to ESPN Plus subscribers for $69.99. Visit ESPNPlus.com slash PPV. Up next, the ESPYs are tomorrow night. And we might have gotten a late ad for best moment from a special, special moment last night. We'll explain after this word from our friends at Granger for the ones who get it done. Granger is always there to help. Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, 24-7 support, free access to product specialists and experienced staff at over 250 local branches. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call 1-800-GRANGER, click granger.com, or just stop by. A memorable night out west. We'll tell you about it next on ESPN Radio and ESPN+. Plus. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Previously on Greeny. I don't know what to say. Uh, it's a back to back and last year they, they gave Wiesner to somebody else. Number one bull****. 
Oh, number one bull. Why is he took both cups? I'm so happy we. I didn't want to go back to Montreal, but they acted. The fans in Montreal, come on, they acted like they won the Stanley Cup last game. Nikita Kucherov, after the Lightning win the Stanley Cup, that's the weekly rewind brought to you by Dell. For your small business needs, call a Dell Technologies advisor today at 877-ASK-DELL. Still one of the great things I've ever seen, him going up to the podium, shirtless postgame, Bud Light in hand, just absolutely hammering the people of Montreal (laughs) and screaming and yelling about Vasilevsky being the Conn Smythe winner. (laughs) (laughs) And it's going to be interesting, man. Like, like now he's become the ultimate heel, right? You you got to love it, man. You got to love it. It's Chris Carlin, Bart Scott filling in for Greeny on ESPN Radio and ESPN Plus, presented by Progressive Insurance, and all guests appear via the Goodyear hotline. There was an amazing moment last night in San Diego. Let me set it up for you, okay? Mm. Fourth inning, Max Scherzer is on the mound for the Nationals. Nats are rolling. It's 8-2. The Padres obviously have a reliever in. His name is Daniel Camarena. It is his second ever Major League appearance. He has been in the minor leagues since 2012 until this year. Nine years. He's a lifer. Nine years in the minor leagues, but finally got the call. Okay. Finally got the call. Padres are putting something together in the fourth inning, and they load the bases. And Daniel Camarena, a pitcher, a reliever, comes to the plate against Max Scherzer. Now Scherzer comes set. The 1-2 pitch is hit in the air to deep right field. Oh, no, you better believe it. It's going to go. A grand slam for Daniel Camarena in his second major league at bat off of Max Scherzer. And it's eight to six. <laughs> this was the, the best moment I have seen in at least two months, three months, four months. It was great to watch oh, the emotion wow. of his family. And they put the, the, the turnover chain. chain on him. It was tremendous. <laughs> a reliever hitting a grand slam. And Bart, not only that, it wasn't a fat pitch. He went down and right. got it. Yeah, he got in. That was low and inside, exactly where Scherzer wanted it. And he went and got it. Maybe because he was a pitcher, he knew what was coming when he saw it off his hands, man. But that was, listen, what a great moment for him and his family. Second at bat, you hit a grand slam at a bona fide Hall of Famer. You get the chain from Manny Machado. Now you have the love and respect from everybody in that clubhouse. Oh, this is amazing. We're going to take calls on this in a bit, but it got me to think, when is the last time, when you watch the family reaction and see the parents crying and the whole thing, the last time you cried about a sporting event? If Mm. you ever have, and I have on a couple of occasions, good and bad. You big baby. Yeah, well, I look like one, so why not be one? (laughs) But the point is, yeah, it can bring in those raw emotions. It doesn't even have to do with family for me. But you see that last night, man. If you haven't seen this video, you've got to see it. It's amazing. It's on SportsCenter's Twitter account. Check it out. This kid just absolutely ripping one. Can you think of it? Can you think of the last time? You don't tell me now. Just you have it in your head? I do. Okay. Was it when you were playing? No. Okay. Not an eye guy. All right. I'm a receiver. Listen. What if I were a receiver? Chris Carlin, Bart Scott, in for Greeny today on ESPN Radio. Do the Bucks have a shot? We discuss next. Thanks for listening to Greeny, the podcast. 
You can get more from Greeny live weekdays at noon Eastern on ESPN Radio and on ESPN News. And don't miss Greeny on Get Up every morning at 8 Eastern on ESPN. Greeny, the podcast.